The following show contains spoilers for season 41 of Survivor. Hello again. Hello, Hello again. again. Hello again. Here we are at RNG Show with the finale of our season, and we're talking about the finale of the Survivor season. It has been a long journey, Uh, some uphill, some more uphill than others, but here we are right at the end now. We're going to talk about the finale episode. We're going to talk about the whole season. We're going to talk about what's coming next, and yeah, so let's start it off uh, just to break in about the finale episode, I guess, as a whole. You know, we've been kind of critiquing the show a lot over the past uh season here so as a finale how does it hold up it's all right as the rest of the season is okay it was enjoyable it it fits with the rest of the season it was fun yeah i think that once it's nothing a bit against the person or the character or anything but i think once Chantel was gone even though in a way the season is kind of lost because it is losing its main character, I feel like it feels more like Survivor and it was really balanced in that way. Uh, So I enjoyed these past couple episodes in the finale and, you know, even though, you know, I feel like it ended up being somewhat predictable, it was still pretty up in the air at each little individual moment or scene of what was actually going on. So I enjoyed you know what we had here in this last little bit yeah right. i agree yeah. i was guessing like who is gonna be the winner and it kept changing at the right the show. it's me no that's not true oh, darn. <laughs> uh but yeah like and that's something that i liked about it because despite going into it you know at the end of our the last episode we were I was pretty certain, and I think uh, Toon was as well, that like it seemed like an Erica win, right? So going into it, we were like, okay, that is our guess, right? But throughout the entire episode, they kept giving us, you know, a bunch of Xander content or whatever, and Xander had this big moment and, you know, blah, 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 and then we started thinking, like, is does Xander just win? <laughs> like, does does another white guy just win again despite everything that's been going on um and you know we started throwing around all these ideas and like you know once we get to tribal and we're trying to figure out exactly who votes where and like the xander erica vote was like pretty close um and so like from that point of view it was was still fun yeah it Um, kept us on our, our toes i'd say yeah for sure Uh, I think, you know, kind of going to the start here, I think for a season that in a way has been plagued by really offensive, like, over-the-top advantages and advantage sequences, I feel like what they did here was pretty solid. Um, And everyone gets a completely fair chance to, you know, find this thing. They're given the same clue at the same time, and they're all on the same island that they've just arrived at to go try and find something and you know no matter how powerful the advantage ended up being it was a really fair way to determine who got it versus just like leaving a scroll at the campfire right Mm -hmm. 
and and it sort of you know is reminiscent of like the original idol system where you get clues over like a longer period of time and the clues sort of get um spread out to like different people one at a time so it's not just like you know it's a much slower process to get one idol right that's sort of how this feels where it's like you get a clue and then you have to work to get the thing mm-hmm. you know in a much more condensed um timeline but yeah if it, it it feels like something that is a part of is very natural in the context of survivor yeah, and you know, worth mentioning too, it, they use the same puzzle from the game within the game, which is it almost feels like a nice cameo or reference or something to what is kind of been outside puzzle. of Survivor. But it's you know, it's like I did this, though their version was so much easier than ours. Oh, yeah. yeah. Was absolutely. It? Well, was you know, it? we had to do like the word hunt, right? So you were never right, quite sure the, if you like missed were... a letter or something. But their words were out of order. Yeah. Which That is true. Seems like it could also be confusing, but but I'm um, I, I don't know. Then again, like grammatically, there's not really anything else those words can go in the order of. Maybe, True. but I don't know. As a payoff for the game within the game, it didn't really feel you know too worth it. But I think the real fun of it was just doing it every episode and looking for it to pop up and solving it. Yeah, especially the sillier Rebus puzzles that we. Uh... Yeah, Dallas. and you know, I I would be totally happy to have them back next season. I feel like it's so so inoffensive, and when you're when you're not watching live, it's really easy to just pause the episode and work through it. Or if you are watching live, you know, you have the commercial break to work through it. Um, so I think this is fun, and having it sort of appear in the last episode is cool. Though uh, I did not watch any of the Jeff videos. So I don't know if I'm like missing out on some deep survivor lore or not. Jeff Probst is Spider-Man. <laughs> <gasps> Whoa! But if they were gonna if they were gonna give us lore about Survivor, then they should do it there. That'd be cool. Like a whole universe. I can't uh, believe whatever. Soaring just spoiled Spider-Man. <laughs> the Survivor Extended Universe. We, we have to make Jeff a new Probst. disclaimer. Yeah. So Darn. uh we so the advantage that they get is for the challenge, which Jeff is really making sure he is telling us how small of an advantage it is. But I think <laughs> it I think it kind of uh made a big difference. <laughs> oh it definitely yeah. did. Yeah, that yeah. was a huge advantage. Like so, oh, yeah, Erica, seven are done. Erica ends up finding the advantage and she ends up winning Honestly, the challenge. It it probably decided the game she won because four out of seven things were done and then four out of seven things were done Mm -hmm. yeah which is three of seven which is massive literally cutting like the long part of the challenge in half (laughs) i I feel like the riddle was a little redundant and kind of like a little bit misleading because like nobody knew what they were talking about and Erica just kind of stumbled upon it. Yeah, it basically said, yeah. it's in a tree. There's yeah. a lot of fun. <laughs> it's, I think it would have been, I mean, obviously they wanted to make it like out and available. But like Fred was kind of saying, it's the kind of clue where you would find those trees and you would think, hmm, those are kind of cool looking trees. And then you would like dig underground and then you would find it buried or something, not just sitting out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because anybody could have found that spot. 
even without the clue if they were just yeah walking and yeah i i do agree that there's like it might have been a little bit too vague but i think the clue is fine as it is just because it's like it should be more vague than not um i I think like for me the clue when i hear the like the the term dancing trees i'm thinking like swaying in the wind yeah yeah which is what like xander thought right so he went to like the the beach where there's a lot of wind and stuff which you know totally makes sense as as a an interpretation Mm -hmm. um but again when they were just trees with funky roots well yeah when you when you see the tree that they're talking about you're like oh this is this is a wild tree (laughs) this tree is out here being weird and you know it do be wild and so like yeah it, it is a sort of weird clue to it but i think it fits and i think that it's you know rightfully vague when you're giving it to everyone yeah and at and least don't want at least it mentions trees right if they were just say hey there's an advantage out there you know you could check rocks or try to climb the hill or something so at least you know it's tree based <laughs> to focus your yes. attention ah <laughs> yes in this jungle i will check <laughs> these trees <laughs> mm, yes yes all right. Um. So challenge happens. We get a uh, a steak. We get big steaks for Erica, and she brings Heather with her. Uh. And notably, I think this is the first like actual conversation that we see between Erica and her number one top best ally, <laughs> Heather. Yes. They've had friend. such a strong social relationship the entire you game. Got to see Helen speak. And this is the first <laughs> conversation. <laughs> We've definitely seen bits and pieces, but gosh, they just don't show Heather at all. Yeah. Very unfortunate. Who? (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, like, it's like, you know, spoilers, even as a winner, like, I feel like we don't really know Erica either like as as like a a person. No personal contact. No, she went back in time and changed the game. And and so it's just like <sighs> this moment, right? It's nice to have, but it really uh, accentuates the like thing that we're missing between these people. Yeah. Um, and it's just kind of like, yeah, I there should have been more of this. And of course, I mean, we'll get into that because if only we had like twelve whole episodes <laughs> where we could have built right. up right. to a moment. All right. Oh, you Let's, mean thirteen right. episodes? Thirty. Yeah. You know how many hours that is? It's like some. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, yeah. Okay, let's get into it. Why not? Right. So, like, as we've mentioned several times, right? There's this the the Shan problem, which you know I don't want to phrase it like that. It's not her fault, but it's <laughs> it's the way that the season's it's the presented. Editor's it's the yeah. editor's problem, they right? Wanted to tell the story of Chantel in this season, right? And I understand that there's a reason for that, right? I understand that she had her hand in a lot of the things that were happening, so that's fine. But just because you want to focus on a person, right, who, you know, probably deserves to be the focus, just given how things played out, that doesn't mean that you have to completely neglect everybody else. Because that's pretty much what they did, including the winner, Mm -hmm. which is... 
a, a huge problem <laughs> for, like, very obvious reasons. Because, you know, Erica, despite definitely deserving to win and being a good winner, it doesn't feel like we got to see the winner play. We didn't get to see the winner's narrative. Yeah, we, we get to learn some, about the winner. We get some of her perspective and we get some of people calling her a threat, but we don't, you know, even for playing like a, you know, the social under the radar type of game, you know, they can, there's things they can do to show us how that's effective in, instead of just completely ignoring them in all contexts. Cause I'm sure, you know, Erica, they, they were telling us, you know, er- Erica and Heather were out there playing a strong game, but we just don't get to see them do that. We just get to hear about how good they are. This season was just all about how these players lost. Yes, not how Erica won. And I mean, yeah. and I think I think that's something that's thrown around a lot. The you know how blank lost sort of story, which. You know, I think there's some to that, but, you know, even with, you know, the rest of our final three, which ends up being Xander, Deshaun, you know, they have moments, but I feel like if that's what they wanted to do, they could give them more of a spectacular sort of downfall. And we get, you know, some moments with Deshaun, some moments with Xander, but I feel like if that's really what they wanted to tell us, like what they wanted their story to be, then they could lean into that more. I think Deshaun had, like, to give the editors some credit, I think Deshaun's story, like, was alright. This, like, do I vote out Shan? Do I, just this flip-floppy, like, through three or four episodes post-merge. Mm-hmm. Just uh, not really sure what he's doing, just, just trying to get through. And this episode, I think... There was so much screen time to Xander. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there were two moments that I was specifically like, okay, this is this is a good how Xander lost. It was uh, Xander and Ricard sitting there th- th- thinking, oh, I could make a big move with my idol. I could, like, protect Ricard. I could, I could pull off some big move and get a resume. And then he doesn't do it. I mean, even I think if he saved Ricard, that would if be he worse sees Ricard, he loses. Sure. The final trial would be but this, Xander, this, you idiot. But this <laughs> thought that Xander has this power in this game. Xander could make some big moves. And he doesn't. And he hasn't done that throughout this entire season. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like, really, if he was going to play his idol on someone else, there should have been Deshaun to make sure yeah. Ricard goes home. Yeah, but like, if he was already do some going, flourish to make it seem like you're at least trying to do something instead of saying, "Hey, Jeff, I don't want to take this home with me, so you take it." Like, yeah, you, now it could you... be like, "Hey, I got, I need to make sure my plan goes through tonight." Deshaun, I need you here still, or you know, something like that, or even or just like, like pulling it out, put it in the yeah. fire, yeah, <laughs> put it in the fire. Or just pulling it out, holding it up, and saying, "Eh, nah, I'm ke- I'm holding on to this. I'm so safe." Just like making a show of it. Yeah, and you know, mm-hmm. it comes down to ultimately you know, jumping to the final tribe a little bit. You know, Xander just does not always have the correct read on what's happening in the game around him, which I think is a pretty solid reason for him to not win the game. The other thing I wanted to bring up is we got another scene like this of of Xander seeing Erica 
just not be able to make fire mm-hmm. and just thinking i could i could take out erica right here i could i could challenge her to fire and and he doesn't yeah this one is the most kind of egregious because i think xander does win if he takes erica to fire making and then completely dominates and knocks her out there and then it's him Mm -hmm. and heather and deshaun in the final then i think xander has a much better chance of winning yeah i think he i think he wins there almost certainly because like Mm. it against you know heather's not getting there but we don't know that because people said that erica and heather were playing nearly the same game obviously you know erica's game i think is is better here and she does really great job of answering questions but we don't know how heather would have been because if they played the same moves then you know it could have been you know people are upset at xander for the same reasons but maybe he doesn't i don't know i think it just fundamentally comes down to him misunderstanding the jury and really playing off of that and then just not getting it i i feel I feel overall Xander had a lot more wild and wacky plays overall, more like mm-hmm. shocking and out there stuff uh, that is very like divisive within the jury. Um, and then the mm-hmm. the interview part definitely did play a big part in the decision making of the jury. I'm thinking. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause there were, a couple times and i think the biggest one i forget whose question it was oh it, it was the the big question about like i think liana asked him yeah. what you know what was your social give me an example of like your social awareness right um and oh. we we talked about this a lot watching the episode because this was like a really good question um because of what the jury knows as a group compared to xander um but all literally all Xander needs to say here is that he knew that he never needed to play his idol. Several votes in a row where he either had been brought up and was like a very, very, very possible name or was, you know, just like on the table in some capacity and he never played his idol. Right. Right. And, th- and even- that's really all he needed to say in response to that question and then he floundered on it and that's a huge knock against his game just mm-hmm. the fact that he doesn't know that and worse liana gave him a different correct answer <laughs> yeah it's like you mean when you outsmarted me with my advantage it's like oh yeah totally it's like no oh. yeah, it just shows how important the final tribal goes to be you know prepared and ready and sort of flexible so you know i guess you can't blame him for sort of choking there but you can't feel bad about it i guess i you know there i've seen a couple different perspectives on like this sort of xander thing online and i think part of that too is you know he was shown to us a lot because he is such a like an interesting sort of good for tv personality he is really fun. Um, like almost subjectively, he's very fun yeah. to watch. But I don't think it, it you know translates anyway into you know he should have won. The jury didn't understand because I feel like they got a really good read on Xander out there, and mm-hmm. it makes sense he's just not keyed into the game quite enough to be deserving of a winner spot. Even though you know he got to the final three, just not you know quite on par. Even 
I don't know. If it was a final two with him and Deshaun, I don't even know how it goes there, really. I That one's close. Because there are, you know, fundamental issues with Xander's game, but it, you could say the same thing about Deshaun as well. For sure. But I think, uh, you know, Deshaun, I feel like really did try, even if his emotions sometimes took away from him. Uh, I feel like he always was trying his best to, you know, make moves and advance his position in the game. But, you know, for whatever reason he was brought to the final three as a goat rather than a competitor. He just lost too much of too much credibility, I guess, in front of the jury. Yeah. It was honestly, there's nothing like, you know, he didn't make any one big mistake. I think it was just this buildup of like, it was a combination of him just losing power and sway over time with, you know, the people that got voted out. I, and, I think the um, one big mm-hmm. mistake was choosing Erica to not go to fire. For sure. You know, even... Yeah. And I... And he does sort of explain his decision decision here. He is hoping that because he knows Erica will never win a fire-making challenge, and he's seeing that Deshaun is struggling, he's hoping that Heather will win. So Heather and Erica will be sitting against him and either split, you know, votes against them or just kind of cancel each other out because it takes away from their individual strengths and would make him look more unique and make him look like a stronger player. Uh, Instead, Deshaun ends up going to the final three, and it just allows Erica to really shine. So, you know, that was his plan, but, you know, ultimately, if he just either sacrificed (laughs) Erica in fire making or he just went and took her out himself would have just been so much better. Yeah. Can we take a moment to just talk about the actual Th- challenge? That was the, the greatest yeah. So, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm looking like, over the timeline this, here and seeing if there's anything else I really this, want to talk about, but the fire-making challenge is for sure super this is notable. What, this is what the producers have wanted the fire-making challenge to be <laughs> since yeah. throwing it into every season. Yeah. Just this struggle of this back and forth mm-hmm. of oh th- th- heather's gonna win oh deshaun's catching yeah, up it, oh wait super, no, no i'm wrong it's super dynamic and then it also is playing on the storylines they've built up right because we have uh deshaun who is you know so terrible at making fire he'll never do it you know referenced all the way back to the early episodes and then heather whose you know sort of small little theme is pushing through challenges and you know despite the struggle you know mm. still doing it mm. right so what would have made sense for the payoff of their story that that's been set up right the prophecy is you know heather pushing through and winning the challenge and deshaun still being bad at making fire but <laughs> they subvert those by ultimately deshaun does win the fire making challenge and heather loses but she still burns her rope uh and i think for a season that was so sloppily edited in in the traditional sense i think it is cool how they at least plant these little seeds um to come out whether they follow through or not 
Yeah, now I'm now I'm slightly upset about it. Now you've 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 twisted it on my mind because like <laughs> this whole this whole season, the reason why I hate the editing for a lot of these episodes is just that it seems like they're trying to catch catch the viewer off guard they're trying to blindside the viewer and just fool you and now when you say oh they've been setting this up like in my head oh that's a good thing no wait it's because they want to they want to fool the viewer again dang it yeah (laughs) like this is a good one foreshadowing from all the way back until like episode two okay that's a good fine Uh sure I'm happy with yeah. this still. Just, it still of. just makes me think. I know we brought this up, but like how they are wanting to have Chantel as like the main character, the hero character with a, this tragic ending. But then they also like set her up in a way where we want her to get voted out so bad, especially like around the spit, split tribal. And maybe it was just me, but it feels like it's really like they're trying to show us this revolution that's finally rising up. Right. I remember talking about this, but mm-hmm. it just like gets crumbled. And then when she does get voted out, instead of it being like, yeah, they finally overcame Chantel, it's like, no, not Chantel. Yeah, they play the heroic music, like, oh no, how could this happen? Oh, you know, on an episode per episode basis where they are trying to, you know, get as many, uh, you know, rugs pulled out from your feet as possible. I, you know, I think they did that if that was really just their only goal, but as a cohesive story, it is kind of unfortunate. Yeah. And it's like, it's not even just the fact that the storyline itself, you know, is kind of fumbled. It's just the fact that they go so, they lean so hard into it that unless it is an incredibly engaging and interesting narrative, Mm -hmm. then you are foregoing Everything that makes Survivor interesting, which is the rest of the people, you know, like the group of people that are there. And so to do that, to lean so hard into it and then not have it be incredible just means that you sacrifice a ton of the show to get for no reason, for nothing. Yeah, and... I don't know. It's hard to know, you know, do they have the same editors for all 40 seasons or whatever, but... You know, there are Survivor seasons where they, you know, make a good story and they, you know, they follow similar rules or different rules. And sometimes they can surprise you, but sometimes they're able to just like tell a solid sort of, you know, journey that includes a good amount of the people. Uh, And I guess I just wish for better because if you have, I don't know, if you have your 18 people out there, I feel like it's best if you can try and you know use sort some sort of time that you have to tell a story about all of them instead of just focusing on one but you know it just makes you wonder like you know could we have had you know at least one conversation between heather and erica at any point we did you know one. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah right. we Early had one on is, is i guess <laughs> what i mean but you know like last season they did a really good job i you know i think of really building up the relationship between Sarah and Tony. And when it comes to the conclusion of that story, it, you feel it, you know, it has weight to it. I feel like that was really well done and they could have done something similar here, you know, with 
Erica and Heather, you know, sticking together for so long and then tragically being separated and Erica going on a win or, or something. They can only work with what they're given, but who knows? Maybe they just didn't. I don't know. There's certainly a history of these, like, under the radar woman winners being kind of snubbed in the edit, which is just disappointing and its own conversation. But we can just uh, wish for better, is all we can do, I guess. Mm. Yeah, because, like, demand that, better. I mean, yeah, demand better is a better way to put it. But yeah, I'll keep the, that out later. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> because the other side of it is like yeah even beyond just this relationship can we get like can we get an, a winner narrative like can we get you know reading a bunch of like posts and stuff about like you know things that you know erica or it's even just like in the final travel the things she talked about doing and like her plans going into it like from very early on and all of that and the way she thought about the game even like you know day one going into it is all really interesting and i'm like why could we not have had any kind of so like confessional or anything from her about it like and then there was this like postseason stuff comes out and she's talking about oh you know i had you know this breakdown right before trial i had this breakdown earlier in the season um on luvu and like all this stuff I'm like that would have been super interesting because we would have seen her like be a human <laughs> and you know show weakness and then grow from it and then grow into a winner and it's just like that that kind of stuff has to be there right and when it's just not used for the sake of something that is boring and uninteresting i just i have to wonder why you know this is your winner why are you not showing us the winner for and so much of the season. I can only imagine it, it's just, you know, lying with production and what they want to tell. And if they want to specifically not tell a story, then they'll, they'll hide it. And they, you know, they've always done this and it's really disappointing, especially, you know, to have it's really bad. someone like, yeah, it's just terrible. Like Heather, who could have had any sort of story throughout the entire season, but you know, they, you know barely anything of this you know the one challenge she has at the beginning of the season that she just you know is failing at and eventually gets through the little part of and then that's kind of it until the fire making challenge where it's kind of you know it's a close challenge but she still just loses like is is that worth it like is that all she's worth it's just those two little beats for making it all the way to the final spot i don't know it just feels like less of a character or a real person and more of just like a little like a emotional hit they're trying to get out of you that they just used twice as like a little tool yeah we could be in a world where heather wins and erica is the who character but erica still was <laughs> <laughs> but even more than what she was already yeah yeah and i guess at the very least, you know, they do start to give Eric, you know, they give us Erica's perspective and thought process on a lot of things. And it really turns on in the last two episodes as well. But, you know, it certainly could have been worse, but it just should have been so much better for a story, especially in U.S. Survivor, is pretty untapped. You know, we have a lot of these 
under the radar female winners and every time they're just like underrepresented and their story isn't fully told when they could really explore that side of the game and how it's played but i i guess they just I don't know how to tell that case story of like yeah they don't know how to edit it they don't know how to and i guess it also comes down to the format of the game right mm-hmm. because they still have to show what's happening over like the three days or so between challenges right yeah or, or between I mean, uh between travels. i mean yeah now it's like two or one but you they, know they when you have Chantel, right even though she wasn't as under the radar necessarily they still give us tons of scenes where just Chantel talking to somebody talking to deshaun talking to jd talking to ricard right informing those relationships and seeing how close they are and you know what they're discussing and they we, we just don't get that for erica i feel like i've seen more liana than erica which is even more of a shame yeah i guess like they probably what could have worked would be like a cook island style like underdog alliance thing yeah yeah, I don't know. I think when you like think about it, like the story is interesting. The the downfall of of Chantel and the regrouping and Ricard going out and getting rid of Danny and everything like it, for Erica's personal point of view, like it's an interesting story. Uh, yeah, and I did look at you know she was only vulnerable at like four tribal councils out of the whole season, but you know of all of those, she like had a pretty good handle on what was happening, but. It's also just strange to have the winner on one of the seasons where like one tribe just dominates the pre-merge because there's no none of like the conflict on those early tribes like has a lot of weight to it because nothing ever shakes out. You know, we had like the Deshaun trying to like throw a challenge thing, mm-hmm. but it just like didn't it just didn't go anywhere. It was just a single story kind of arc and then they kept bringing up eventually like oh we should get rid of erica but this doesn't go anywhere uh something else i want to mention too just because we're kind of at a drop on that spot is the final tribal here was actually really good yes the final tribal for all the for all the grievances you know we've had so far the final tribal i think was done really well uh it really shows off the strengths of this format and maybe it had to do with just having a better cast or maybe they understand how it should Mm -hmm. be a little bit better but like the questions were really good and they built off of each other and it still felt like there were some of those you know kind of one-on-one questions jeff was never like okay pause let's move to the outwit portion of the game right oh my god that was that was it was much more natural of like someone bringing up a question or, you know, targeted sort of general sort of, like, scenario for people to describe. And then for everyone to comment or challenge or add to. It was really cool to see, you know, like, Ricard sort of fighting for Erica and be like, hey, like, you know, I knew you were super great out there, but other people weren't feeling that connection. Was it on purpose? Wink, nudge. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I just think it's cool to either build them up or, you know try to like with leon and xander almost try and like catch them off guard and see how they react to that pressure i will say i think uh i want to point out like xander's response to ricard's grilling which i think was pretty decently formed Mm -hmm. yeah xander had some some very good answers as well you know we roasted a couple of them but like 
I remember whatever <laughs> the first answer he had to whatever like the first big question was was really good. Um and so like yeah, just this whole final tribal was great across the board. And I think that is a, a testament to how great the cast is. And it's something that like I felt from like uh draft first episode stuff like that where it's like this cast feels really good you know um beyond the like you know diversity being really cool and really important like just all of the people on it are interesting and unique and have these interesting stories and the relationships that they build are really cool to see and that and i think that's part of why the way the actual season shook out is so disappointing is because the cast is so good. Mm -hmm. Right. It is. And to watch it just kind of be fumbled is frustrating, but talking about tribal council specifically, the other part of why I think this tribal council works is because it feels like everyone respects each other. Right. You have like Chantel, asking, like, a, a tough question to Deshaun, and Deshaun having, you know, some trouble answering it. It's not like she's going at him. She even says, like, you know, I, you know, I'm, I support you, I support all of you, all that. You know, she's very supportive, um, but is, they're still trying to get, you know, these tough questions out and these tough answers from them. And I think that kind of dynamic is hard to find because there will always be people that are, like, bitter um and whatever mm -hmm. and i think having a cast having a jury that is really really good at striking that balance is what made this fun travel run so well yeah good good just like good questions good answers good discussions it felt really like natural and alive and less rigid than this new format has uh and it feels like an upgrade compared to sort of the individual questions and those definitely have their place in their legacy but you know over the 30 however many seasons we've had those individual questions i feel like it's been pretty well played out you know there's a lot of you know jokey questions or uh roasting type of questions or you know softballs that we've had over time and i feel like it's been pretty well or explored. just a genuinely angry person yeah it <laughs> yeah it's been everything's kind of been done before when it comes to those individual questions and it feels yeah. silly when they sort of do the same questions over again over time it starts to get kind of stale so i think if we get more final tribals that are just like this one i will just be super happy it just felt like an honest evaluation of all of their games. Right. The problem becomes when, you know, in spite of the format, somebody is still very spiteful and very angry and very bitter, and they either don't say anything mm -hmm. because they feel like if they say, if they do something aggressive or, you know, say something aggressively then even the jury will be kind of against them. Mm -hmm. Whereas in like the one-on-one -on -one question format, they get the opportunity to like have the floor um, or they d say something anyways, 
Um, and it just kind of, I don't know, gets awkward, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. And, and so it's like, I do agree that this format is really nice if people can go in on the jury, can go into it with the same kind of mindset that this jury went into it with, where it's like, the jury is, this jury felt like they were working together. Yeah, they respect right? each other. They respect each other, they respect the players, everyone's like, mostly on the same page, and they're just trying to, you know, sort of pick apart their brain, I guess. <laughs> you know, uh, and also, speaking of new things that we haven't really mentioned, is, you know, they eventually, they get through the tribal, they go vote, they name the winner, and there is no live reading of the votes, there's no reunion, there's no, you know, live show. Jeff just gets to the urn and says, all right, I'm going to read the votes right here. And then he reads the votes. And he's like, all right. And then all the crew comes out. They go sit down, have some pizza. And pizza we do time. our live uh, recap or whatever show just right there while everyone is, or at least the final three, is still filled with adrenaline and nerves and trying to process what just happened. <laughs> <laughs> and now pizza. So this is really funny to me because the entire time, well, first of all, the entire time during Tribal, Deshaun especially looks like he's about ready to die. Yeah, he, he, he knows. <laughs> right? And so he's going through tribal and he just looks so miserable and I feel so bad. And then <laughs> Jeff pulls the pizza party on him and the entire post show, anytime he looks, anytime the camera like pans to Deshaun or Jeff asks him a question or mm-hmm. anything, he's just like, he looks like he just doesn't want to be there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I started thinking like, oh, right. These people, you know, those three are on very little sleep, presumably. You know, they just had their feast, but like, that's kind of it. it. was Survivor Pizza. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like, I... I feel like this it, feels so awful. A day to do it, and then everyone, could, yeah, you know, everyone could dress up and yeah, like have a ponderosa they could have some time to reflect, you know, and think about it instead of just throwing them right into it. You know, I that, feel like it could have been a little that more. That would have been so much better. <laughs> and I, they definitely wouldn't have done that because that's an extra day of filming. Yeah. yeah. I I like this this scene, but yeah, it's really Maybe, rough. Just, on yeah, the just players. give them like a little bit of time or something. But I mean, give they them an hour. Budget an extra day of filming anyway, like for the live in LA's. Yeah, it's different. Mm. It's different yeah, from, Omicron. and also you know the season itself is is shorter, so compared to a normal season, it's much less. Also, I know there there's been some things just about you know Jeff talking about how hard this season is compared to you know the seasons where they're like actively being stalked by lions or whatever but <laughs> i i was just thinking while driving today that was super interesting that they were talking about you know how hard the season is and how tough it is but when uh xander when they were showing the pictures of xander as a runner i was just thinking like man xander looks so skinny there <laughs> which i thought was funny compared to <laughs> you know being starved on an island he looks skinnier as a runner i just thought it was funny yeah, the show is hyping up that this is the most dangerous, most yeah. challenging season. It's yeah, not, they can say that, but there's that's no... That season is a monster. That's not why I come here. Yeah, there's here. no payoff to yeah. it. There's nothing like, oh man, like look at them actually struggle. Sure, like, we just don't see it. They just tell called, us. It's called Survivor, but eh, 
Yeah, but the challenges lasted minutes this time and not hours. <laughs> here's here's the other thing. I'm, I I don't remember what we've said about it, but the whole like, hey, go to a new island thing right oh, at yeah. the end. Oh my god, it's so uh, it's so unnecessary. There's no point. Like <laughs> it just doesn't it doesn't do anything. It doesn't make it more entertaining. If anything, it jeopardizes like the quality of of final tribal <laughs> right I mean, when they don't have a shelter effect, right like they leave their island and then boom storm all night that they don't have anything to do against they just have to sit there and suffer and like sure it makes like an interesting tv moment when xander's like yeah bring it on but you know it's like i'd rather them be at their best rather than bring them down to their worst yeah it's just so bad I think that's what's important, too. It, it, it didn't shake out that way in the votes, but it was a really interesting final three. Yeah. Uh, you know, we had a zero vote. We had a one vote, but it still felt like any of them with a good enough final tribal yeah, could have honestly. won. We didn't end up with the third goat like we always have. It felt very balanced. Yeah. When when they were <laughs> walking down the beach going to final tribal, I had no clue how it was going to shake out. So, yeah, it was just really good. Good, good finale. Setup. Good end to the season, I think. So, yeah, that I mean, that is all we have for Survivor 41. And Jeff says they'll be back on in the spring, which feels so soon after how long we had to wait for this season. Um, We get a little oh, sneak peek, yeah. which, you know, we already kind of know that next season is going to be more or less a copy of this one, just with some slight adjustments. But we're bringing back the, you know, reading the phrases out loud, <laughs> oh yeah they, they mentioned danny getting angry about the time travel yeah. oh yeah the, a thing yeah. that was not on the show oh, by my the gosh. way yeah they, they did not show that in the show <laughs> we only know about this through interviews <laughs> but they decided to call it out in the in the finale mm-hmm. yeah so hopefully that won't be there next time but they might do it out of spite at this point <laughs> yeah i mean that's how oh, it feels God. right it's like we're going into the next season it's like okay they're bringing back some things, but you know, I'm gonna. We, I'm gonna. We built this nice hourglass prop. We can't just throw this out. They just smashed it. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, they have another one. one for oh, you're right. But like, I'm here. I'm like, okay, they're gonna bring back some stuff. I'm gonna inhale my copium and just really hope they don't bring back the the Deshaun Money Hall problem. <laughs> just like, please. And yet, I know for a fact they're going to bring it back, and there's going to be five boxes this time. Yeah, we'll, just have, we'll have one like, every like, vote now, please. just in case. Like, you either I'm instantly like, go please. home or you vote. <laughs> That's just like, how it feels. I have no hope for this next... So, my my thought, <laughs> after, 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 dark. <laughs> after oh. seeing this whole season, and after seeing this, this, like, trailer for the next season, I'm just like, I don't want to watch this. I... <laughs> I I'm I mean I probably will watch the first few episodes, but if they don't change the editing style, I I know we're gonna have the same BS advantages and all these weird twists that kind of ruin the season. But like I don't I don't know if I can do this. Yeah, this Come is on. where Survivor Boston. CBS. <laughs> yes. I'm yeah, not. Let's go. I watch I watch Survivor not for the surviving, <laughs> but. For the thriving, you know, no, uh, right? not not right? what I was getting to. No. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay, my bad. I'm For the so... dynamics. Yeah. Uh, have you heard of Big Brother? No, it's oh gosh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like 
I'm not uh, that desperate. Watch, right? watch, watch the <laughs> Boston. We'll see if we do anything with yeah. it. There's one thing I'm looking forward to next year. Yeah. Or next season. And that's when Jeff's like, you may have noticed I said, come on in. But I didn't say guys. <laughs> oh, dude. Dude, if he brings <laughs> oh, no. it up again, I'm going to lose my mind. Is it is it okay with you guys? Or, oh, 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 Look, oh. I know we, I, I know we uh, just asked the, the last uh, season and uh, we changed it. But uh, if you guys, you know, we just want to check in with you guys and make sure. Uh, you can't say that. Actually, guys. Jeff, I think we should keep the word guys. I don't see what's so offensive about it. He's like, all right, Jeff, sounds I'm good. pretty pissed off that when I came in, you didn't say guys. <laughs> and then next episode, another person pipes up. It's like, oh, oh I actually okay, think okay. that let's, we should. Let's, <laughs> let's all right. So uh, there are. Will they will they drop the four and keep the two? That's an interesting <laughs> point. Maybe. Uh, yeah. So. We talked about the finale. We've talked a little bit about the season. There's also something else really important uh, as part of points. RNG show, and that is the whole fantasy draft and the points and everything. All right, let's go. Uh, of course, there's not a lot of surprises going <laughs> into uh, this last you know finale episode, but I think it's worth a little bit just talking about how the points in the draft went oh, for the no. season, how it kind of shook out, because it is... <laughs> impressive and notable it's um, sad and yeah it, it's really something i disagree it's really something so you know 13 whatever episodes ago we all sat down uh we got in a snake order and we drafted all these 18 people and how it turned out uh it, you know we had the three teams we had blockbuster definition with me and jimmer we had the flame fog empire with tv and flying and the friends we made along the way with fred and soaring uh, as it turned out, Blockbuster Definition chose, you know, the best option or, you know, pretty much the best option at every opportunity we had. So, we're, you know, our draft allowed us the maximum possible points. Uh, it's just insane. We maxed out on potential. You quite literally drafted optimally in <laughs> A survivor draft, <laughs> which is absurd. <laughs> and, you know, I went back and I didn't listen to every single pick, but I went, you know, I listened to Erica. And, you know, we really don't have a lot to say. I'm just kind of like, yeah, you know, it feels kind of right here given the options. And well, the editors agreed. Yeah. And, you know, I think one of you was like, yeah, it's probably a good <laughs> pick. But the editors agree. There's not. You know, we don't have a big discussion about Erica. I think what is worth mentioning that I didn't say then is that um, if I was going to choose a woman, it would have been Erica. But, you know, I've just been so pushed to just choosing a male winner because that's what seems to be the most likely to happen, which is why I went with uh, Ricard as my official pick. But I'm glad that, uh, you know, that didn't happen finally got some change first in like seven seasons yeah now there's there's lots of interesting like little stats like that about erica that are pretty erica significant. is a lot of things like an erica absurd the first amount winner. of things obama can't take away like half of it yeah, <laughs> true well, yeah. yeah so she's the first canadian winner she's mm -hmm. the first filipino winner she's the first woman in a while she's the first Asian in even longer than that, it's it's a lot. 
Jeez. It's a lot for one Survivor winner. Not only does okay. d- does Obama not take most of her money, but in Canada, prize winnings are untaxed. Yeah, I heard she still has to pay U.S. Oh, really? taxes. That's what, yeah. I, that's what I read. Oh, that's she doesn't upsetting. just get to take the money. But Thanks, Biden. Yeah. Erica, pretty well, significant. Uh, however, she is completely underplayed in the, the edit. You would never know how significant it is. Even in the post-show, you know, there's not a lot of fanfare about it, you know, for all of, like, the theming they put through the season. Jeff's never like, hey, Erica, good job. <laughs> yeah. She says hi occasionally, though. Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 how they, they kept the edit just very subdued. Just make sure every time she says hi to Jeff, include that in the show. Uh-huh. That'll be enough. Yeah, but I don't know. People For, will like, figure it out. Being such a big theme of, like, 39 and then, like, a decent enough theme of this season, too. You think Jeff would have anything to say about it, but it don't, you know, like I don't, you don't want to say it, but it feels more like he's just disappointed that a you know flashier winner didn't didn't win. Oh, it wasn't. I mean, she still she still used the Gower class. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah, but you could hype that up. I was gonna say, oh, she didn't have the advantages that steal away her vote. But for... even the hourglass, like. You know, she made a choice, Bunch but, like, it gave her immunity. There was, like, no reason not to hit the hourglass. And she only got there because she exactly. wasn't picked. Because she was the least popular exactly. person. Uh, production. So, I don't know. Weird, weird game. Weird story. But I'm glad Erica is a winner. And we'll, we'll look good in whatever, uh, you know, big list of winners. Of well, honestly, honestly, the whole game kind of hinges on the hourglass though that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, and it's a, it's a big part. <laughs> but like, but I don't think it's it doesn't really seem significant that, you know, it was her who did it or that she made that yeah, choice. It was going sure, to happen sure, sure. no matter what. I mean, it came down to her or Nasir, right? And I feel like either of them do it. There's there's just no reason not to, which is why I think it's Nasir might not be, actually. You don't think but, so? Yeah. I don't think so. Because there's so many Luvu that won, that I guess challenge. that's fair. Yeah, I feel like Before Nasir already just us. like didn't get along with anybody at that point. Nasir, it was that would be more of a question. That would be more of a cliffhanger at the end of the episode. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah, we were talking about the draft and the points. Um, you oh, know, right. and for the second place race, it was you know a little closer. But, you know, what we ended up doing towards the end of the show was mixing the two other teams uh, into the empire we made along the way. And, you know, even then, Blockbuster definition just out-earned by so much. Uh, we just kept keeping our players. Really just ridiculous. It, it's amazing to kind of have seen play out, though, you know, I can only hope in future for seasons for it to be more balanced because it's just more fun for everybody so it's cool that it happened and it's impressive clearly i should just start drafting by dice roll (laughs) 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 i don't know i mean i i think i feel like there's something to say about you know the process jimmer and i uh went through yeah we we had a strategy an occupation baby also makes you wonder what would happen with like the friends we made along the way if there weren't so many like misplays or if we you know, shuffled the teams up a little bit. Like, you know, if I was with TB and Jimmer was with Soaring, you know. Like, if we had the Cali boys like I wanted, yeah. I could have inted you harder. And it would have been uh, closer. I, I, I have, yeah. 
I have some uh, numbers for that later on. So I think it would have been, uh, you know, an interesting sort saying, of twist up. I'm just saying, blockbuster definition literally wouldn't have won if you had picked the right person in the final draft. That's not true at all. No, that's completely untrue. We yeah, it is. no, if you we got sw- Sean Pell instead of instead of Abraham. It wouldn't have made that yeah. big of a difference. It, w- it literally would not have made any difference because we would have swapped pl- points with the Flame Pog Empire. And we would have gotten I'm second instead of third. I'm talking about the Merge Tribe, bro. What? That's the Merge Tribe still what? didn't matter. It's still the Flame it's Pog still Empire. The Merge Tribe. And, and Nasir, the, Nasir yeah. made more points than Chantel in the end, anyways. Yeah, no, but I'm saying the 45 point boost or whatever. No, oh, no, right, right. No, oh, yeah, no, 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 my god, changed no. anything because it wouldn't have you been fool. Mango, cut that out or leave it in. But... No, leave it in, <laughs> prove <laughs> yeah, that I'm mean, right. I am not the one that threw the seam <laughs> <laughs> with the finale. You know, Blockbuster Definition ended up with 43 points above the empire we made along the way, which is uh, you know, almost 200 points basically above the either other teams. Which is a huge crazy. amount of points. You're 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 like fifty points above the combined us. Yeah. I mean, that's Gosh. the thing. You as this this was a three team thing, yeah. and you as a single team got more points than the other any two than the other two combined. You got more than half of the possible points this season as a single team amongst three. That is they, absurd. Blockbuster really? definition in a three-team league, had uh, 53% of the points. Yes. <laughs> Maybe we need Exact to number. adjust the rules. Well, no, I okay, so here's the, the, here's the other thing. I don't think it's the rules. I think we just, have it. We just chose the best options, always. Like, it would right, be a lot so more forget, balanced if Toon, it was more spread out. Toon got five of his top six. Yeah, that's also true. You guys yeah. gave me everything I wanted. Gosh. Yeah. You know, other than Jeannie, this is why who's I the last pick. Like every pick and even I got, she was like fine as a last pick. Yeah, yeah, it's just yeah, it's it just insane. Busted. But like, so <laughs> yeah. So the other thing is like, yes, uh, we brought this up when we watched this. Um, is there a problem with the rules? And my first reaction was, <laughs> no, 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 no. We're not going there because what that leads into in my head is what survivors going through, which is. Okay, let's throw in a bunch of... Twi- we already threw in a big one, but... Th- that was... It's content. It's for fun. But, yeah. like, if we start mixing around the rules, like, the fundamental rules of points to try to force things to be even, then we're gonna start, hmm. you know, fudging things, and it won't yeah, be as much of a even game. Even if we go back, even yeah. if we go back, right? And I did this partly as a joke, but also just to see, you know, if we go back to the rules from... Ghost Island, no. our first, you know, fantasy season where everything is worth, worth one it. point except for the placements for winning. That was the same, but everything is one point. Advantage finds, challenge wins, playing advantages, everything, one point. It still is pretty proportionally similar. I didn't do the, you know, percentages or anything, but, you know, Blockbuster still has a significant lead and the other two teams are pretty close. There's really not a lot of difference. Even the unit totals, everyone is pretty much in the same spot. It might just be like a couple points above or below uh, where they are. So really, you know, I feel like the the rules in the point values are all in a good spot and give things good weight. I feel like we're we're at a good spot. It's just I feel like if we 
have the top four point earners, then we should deserve to, you know, just blow well, That's the thing, away. right? Like, the point of any game, really, is, like, there should be the potential to be extremely good, right? And yeah. trying to negate and you that... Did it. Yeah, tr- trying to negate <laughs> that possibility just because when it happens, it's, you know, not quite as fun. It doesn't mean that that shouldn't be a possibility because then what else would you shoot for, right? Yeah. Why should you shoot for less? I feel like all we could do, you know, if pulling the points down doesn't matter, the only thing we could do is increase the points you earn for different things and i don't really want to go there and i feel like i've tried really hard to create a balance between the pre-merge and the post-merge uh where there is value to you know choosing people who are winning challenges and uh choosing people who last long in the game because if if the only thing that matters is people who go to the end of the game then you can care a lot less about sort of the team dynamics or the challenge potential or, or, or whatever. And you can just target who you think will be the goat at the end. Um, I feel like there's a balance and that is kind of reflected. Uh, you know, the people who are good at challenges and whatnot end up towards the top and the blue tribe isn't completely at the top, but they are mostly in the top half because they won like every challenge green tribe <laughs> did very poorly so they're all pretty much at the bottom and uh yellow is spread out a little bit better so i feel like i feel like it it worked out but it's just not the best season to sort of explore that yeah Yeah. my only other counterpoint is the trades are non-existent exactly yeah no trades but you know we didn't have any need to trade there was that one time we almost traded xander and tiffany <laughs> which would have been what a really good you for you really bad for us but i don't know if i wanted that trade to happen so bad uh what i think would be hey do you have stats on what that i think would be interesting uh, i can get it real quick. and i don't know if this is something you did jimmer nah, but i don't think do it does you have anything. points for all of us individually i do okay because that's that's a number i'm curious about because the two of us yeah. kind right. of share one the top four so i'm just curious how it, how it works out okay. one thing all right before hold on really fast yeah. i'm gonna i you know stand by my uh stand by my point that we should not change the the point system at you know at least yeah. not significantly yeah. however uh-huh counterpoint counter idea instead of everything being one point what if Every point, like, thing earned by anybody is instead a random dice roll. <laughs> so, even if, oh my God. let's Didn't say, let's oh my say wait a minute, let's say five people win a challenge, right? Each of those five people gets an individual dice roll for how many points they get for that challenge. Wow. So on and so I... forth, every single point earned you know, point, group, earned, whatever, is random. The, I am fine with this consider? if, if <laughs> it's different every time. Like, if you, like, you can't roll, like, a D6 for both uh, episode point and uh, individual immunity. But it could be like, oh, you roll a D8 for individual immunity, but you roll a uh, D2 for uh, 
episode point. This is gonna be this. This could be a very large conversation yeah, oh, seems... that I absolutely want to have. <laughs> with. Terrible. Maybe for the. <laughs> yeah, this seems awful, but it seems like such maybe a fun if season idea. forty. If season forty two sucks, we will do this for forty three. Yeah, season forty two yeah. from okay, the so, looks exactly like this season with just a new cast. Yeah, it's just gonna be this season with a different yeah. cast. So it depends on the, the cast players. Is also good. Potatoes have skin. I have skin. That means I'm a potato. Also, nobody's I allowed have... to go watch the teaser anymore because you can just figure out who got yeah. an idol. <laughs> who, who got so yeah. Don't watch it. Don't watch yeah. it anymore. Yeah. You can't watch it's it. Really right. It's really bad. It's really bad. All right. I do have one question before we go to draft stats, and I think this is a very uh, important question. Go for it. And I do want to hear from everyone. Oh, no. If you were to pick one person from the season you want to see again in a future season, oh, who is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do so I many. even need to answer that? <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, like... Okay, we'll go ahead and Do start. I need to... I guess... Fred is going to say Evie. Wow. Who would have thought? No way. <laughs> yes, of course it's Evie. I'm shocked. And shocked. Evie's sick. I, I, I'd say Nasir. Nasir is sick. That's an interesting oh, pick. Oh, yeah. I think... You know, I think uh, it'd be really interesting to see Deshaun come back and see if he can really learn from this game and do better. I think it would be really interesting. Uh, I think Danny played an interesting game. No, but no, that's, that's the, you've said two people. That's that's <laughs> no, yeah, that's you're breaking not, the rules. He dude. said he's not coming back at all. Um, oh, but okay, obviously, you know, you we all know that Chantel is coming back. That's three people. Oh God! Whoa, dude. Um, Chantel will return. I, I like even if Chantel doesn't return, I hope they just use the Shantham in like other cases in the in the edits. <laughs> That'd be really that would be cool. Strange. <laughs> All right, I'm going for the wild card pick. I want Brad. Yeah, <laughs> I want Brad to come sure. back. Ooh, Brad was kind of sick. He he definitely was very funny. deserved to be in the game longer. I'd like to see like. I'd like to see a JD who watched the season and realized what an idiot he was. <laughs> learn from his mistakes. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm with you on that one. Jimmer? I have a wild card. And this is specifically yeah, for go. second chance. I need Sydney back. <laughs> yes! <laughs> People, we easily just forgot how Scroogey got. Sydney is and- amazing. <laughs> I need her yeah. every season. <laughs> and not only is she a good character, especially with how like petty she was while also being uh-huh. relatable. She's so funny. I it's so I it was such wasted talent. I found her so annoying in the preseason, and I found her so annoying all season. And then <laughs> once she was out of the game and I realized that that's just who she is, I was like, wait. <laughs> she's she's kinda growing on me. I kinda wish she stayed longer. She's funny. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, Jimmer, take it away. Welcome to Draft Stats. With Jimmer. So the, that's me. Did you say Giraffe Stats? <laughs> Welcome to Giraffe Stats. Did you know the average giraffe is about 26 feet tall? Whoa. Whatever happened to Toys Whoa. R Us? <laughs> anyway. Uh, they still exist. <laughs> I can go to one they right now. They still exist. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe not because it's like 10.30 p.m., but... Welcome to Draft Stats featuring Jimmer. So let's talk about points in a much deeper uh, 
tone of voice Wait. like this. We can talk about points <laughs> like this. All right, so in terms of how many points everyone drafted individually, uh, Soaring uh, oh. <laughs> finished dead last with 57 oh! points. Oh! <laughs> Why does Soaring always end up at the bottom? Why does that happen? <laughs> Fifth place. <laughs> Fifth place with 83 points is Flying. What? Let's go. Okay. Oh, I thought that was me. Yeah, fly. Fourth place with... 86 points is Fred. Hey, not last, babies. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then TB. The question is with TB, did he did he get to triple digits? Oh. Ooh. The answer is yes. Ooh. <gasps> nice. Let's go. Oh. I have 101 points. Nice. And then Toon finished second yeah. with 165 points. Damn. Not bad. And then in... First place. Oh, it has to be 166. My bad. Oh, okay, okay. And then I finished on top with 204. Wow. Jesus yeah, you, Christ. You up with, uh, that... like, Deshaun and Xander, right? Two of the final three. And Nasir was my worst pick. Yeah, and I was stuck with Genie uh, as the last uh... pick, so it makes sense I, I you know, tank some mm-hmm. points there. But yeah. Nasir, you know, as the 15th of 18 picks, still earned more points than, like, half the cast. So J- mm-hmm. Jimmer Solo really. earned like a third of the total points in the game. Yeah, Jimmer Solo, Jimmer <laughs> picking three people yeah. beat every like full teams. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, there's I would love to end it on there, but there's one more draft stats segment called the perfect draft. Well, we did that. <laughs> no, what if everyone Pick the most okay, optimal pick. Okay, okay, sure, sure. What sure. if, what if Soaring picked Erica first and we went Got all it. the we way? Had, we oh, just had the yeah, yeah. totals oh. and we just drafted right now. <laughs> yes. Okay. Sure. So, I want to guess who wins. Isn't it just? It shouldn't it be us because we have yeah. the yep. good. Isn't that just but how math we, works? There's the snake <laughs> format. Yeah, but Here, our, here's no, 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 no. I did, I did. The this. answer may shock you. You're half right. Because I did the, the it, I checked it originally we, when we drafted. It is a tie Ooh. between the friends we what? made along the way and the Flame Pog Empire wow. at 237 wow. points, which is why I was like, what is the decision we made with the reward <laughs> challenge? Oh, that's because <laughs> That's funny. And so how how far behind is the blockbuster definition? Uh, two hundred and twenty five points. So it is twelve behind? point difference. Twelve points. Yes, behind. So I mean, I guess it <laughs> yes. makes sense that it balances out for the most part if everyone is just picking down the line. Yeah. So in terms of who they draft, sorry to drag this further, but <laughs> Soaring would draft Erica first, and then Nasir, and then Brad. Okay. Flying drafts Deshaun, Liana, and Jeannie. Okay. And Jeannie mm-hmm. was. There right. for more episodes, even though she tied with JD. I draft Xander again, <laughs> Evie, and JD. Fred drafts Ricard, Tiffany, and Sarah. No, I, don't. I never do that. <laughs> TB drafts, funny enough, Danny is the fifth best player unitotal wise, mm-hmm. even though he was out first. So he, TB drafts Danny, Sydney, and Voce. <laughs> and then Toon drafts Heather, Shan, and then is stuck with Abraham. Wow. Wait, 
That's that's an interesting combination. That's a, yeah. yeah, it's real. It's really funny too. Like, for yeah, how I guess big of a character sense. Chantel ended up being. All right, guys, let, let, let's just cancel the entire season right now and uh, re-record everything, pretending that those were our teams. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that one. Whoa, curious, we like, ended with a tie. If you, I don't know. I guess whoever is paired with J- Jimmer just wins, right? Is that how it works? Like, if what happens <laughs> if you pair up Jimmer um, and Soaring, and then you flip me and Fred? It, like Fred and I do. I right? have a couple. I have a couple scenarios for okay, you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, so if we drafted overall, if I I teamed with Soaring, Flying teamed with Tune, and TB teamed with Fred, uh-huh. then the Jimmer Soaring team wins two sixty one, beating Tune and Flying with two forty eight. Okay. And they beat TB and Fred with one hundred eighty seven. So a lot closer. Yeah. It would have been a lot closer. Uh. There is the, uh, if we rearranged Fred and Flying so that it was more like, oh, this team's better, and when we're going to rank each individually, then you get the California boys. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Classic. Finishing second behind okay. me and Soaring. Yeah, so whoever's like with Jimmer points. just wins. Yeah. It's just the fact that True. it was Congratulations, Jimmer. Jimmer. It was just <laughs> overkill. <laughs> you carried tune this season. <laughs> Well, well, no, that, I wouldn't that say that. On, that also depends on your drafting strategy. Like, yeah. Oh, let me pull up my drafting well, strategy. Like, depending on how democratic really you are with yeah. it. Cause, oh, I, like, me, and Fred, me and Fred were constantly discussing our choices with each yeah. other. I mean, ultimately, you know. Guys, you, said, no. you pick three, I pick three. I showed well, you, like, I like said, after for my the draft. Choices, like, you know, my, it was like five of my six people, like, are on my team. Mm-hmm. So, oh. interesting way for that to shake out. Like, on my draft strategy, I had Heather in the undraftable tier, 18th. She was my 18th pick. (laughs) Sydney was my number two. Wow. David Voce was my third pick, and David was my fourth. (laughs) But what I ended up doing was just picking who Toon and I both agreed on. That's true. So Nasir and Xander were fifth and sixth, respectively. So I was like, ah, which one do I pick? Yeah, we kind of averaged out our, our top lists. Because Jimmer was all about the numbers, but I, I I brought a lot of insight into it. John Boyce taught me always have a filter, <laughs> and Tune was my filter. Mm-hmm. So good duo, good duo. Uh, what we do for next season, I don't know yet. Probably won't be this again, but probably won't do teams. Yeah. We need more. Trades. We'll figure something out. I think also, that I'm would really be something to work on. Is like making trades more tempting. Yeah, I dare say, and we'll probably do this off the. Of the podcast, do we introduce trading eliminated players? No. Oh, so you could like with points? Yes, with points. You could like oh trade so out one functionally of buying oh. a player, but Cash still it, like it feels like what's the you know the value of that? Well, we'll figure I'll, it out. I I, I think there I'll are things again again off the podcast. Yeah, or even if like we what if we do like forced trades? Like you just gotta swap around. Uh, you that's know? like that's hot that's too much survivor yeah, production. Like I, said, like, I said, the... like I said, we we can we cannot <laughs> succumb to the same thing that survivor production has succumbed to. We can well, we cannot we'll be like survivor. Find, we can't if you be find a cell on the spreadsheet that can take <laughs> the advantage, you get a secret cache of points. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh. We play I'll, we I'll, should I'll... wait, we should set up a mini game every single week. For, uh, they already for do that for reward. us. Or, or they uh, already do a, that a for chance us. time where if you uh you know you make an offer, you say, Okay, I'm gonna give you forty points plus 
uh, Xander for Tiffany, right? And you say, okay, but then I pull an advantage, and then you have to give me 40 points. Ha, ha, ha. What if we <laughs> started the season with a, like, bank of points that are of no value to yourself, but if you traded, oh. they become value to whoever you trade to? That's interesting. Oh, I like this. Ooh, I like this. A salary cap. Yeah. What... I I will I will pitch a bunch of ideas in during the off season, but one I'll just pitch right now is uh what if what if we start what, what no what if we just play golf let you want to draft worst. the worst players <laughs> of the season <laughs> the goal is to get the lowest I number think that of could points. be a fun way to to twist it up honestly without changing too mm-hmm. much just changes the focus of the draft. I think that could be interesting, and then you that don't could want be points. Fun. I like that. All right. Well, either way, you know, come <laughs> back next next season. We'll we'll be doing something interesting. the The issue with that one though is optimal play is yes, episode four, and I have no players. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about anything that happens. <laughs> that would be so fun. <laughs> yeah, you're just rooting against your people. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it'd be so good. Okay. Well, but you have to scream Uno when you have one left. Otherwise, (laughs) you get everyone else. Okay. Okay. We should wrap this up. We we said we said how much points we Uh, want. The only thing, the only thing I want to mention in terms of individual people's drafts is that despite having Abraham with one point, (laughs) I did still not. I was still not last. In individual, yeah, which is kind, yeah. Of, which is kind of ridiculous. Uh-huh. Not only last, you finished fourth. Hell yeah, you beat two people. Pretty impressive. Oh, I, I do. Don't say I didn't make any of those drafts on your behalf. <laughs> true, true. Ooh, I do. I do have one final, final question okay. for uh, Tune okay. and Jimmer. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you thought about? the title of the podcast yeah, i think somebody mentioned it earlier i think theming after giraffes would be really funny <laughs> <laughs> what? somebody said giraffe and i'm like huh, that sounds like draft <laughs> oh my <Giraffe>. god <laughs> that would be really funny and giraffes are cute and they have a oh good pattern gosh. on them. okay well good colors well theme. we we have been rng show for this season <laughs> of uh fantasy survivor um i assume we'll still see us on rngshow.com next next season we'll but, still own the domain at yeah. least <laughs> but things might will, switch yeah, we'll up this is, it this, might is redirect this is really bad for seo this is really bad branding i don't i don't support this <laughs> uh, this decision whatsoever that's fine uh speaking of before i forget to mention uh we've talked a lot, a lot about the spreadsheet too or at least maybe we have. I'm constantly looking at the spreadsheet. Uh, so rngshow.com slash 41. Probably could have mentioned that earlier. But if you're here, you probably know by now. Uh, good spreadsheet. It's been, it's, in the, it's been in the show notes every yeah, single episode. It is, it is so. finished. So you can go through and you can see uh, our draft. You can see all of our predictions uh, are done. The only prediction that really came true was Jimmer's, which was there will was be a female winner i flipped a coin in one let's go <laughs> oh my god uh otherwise we have unicorns, which i think is, is interesting it shows where each <laughs> just of the season person uh how many points they got according to our rules in order so you can go see uh you know erica at the top 
and Abraham at the bottom. Kind of works out well. Uh, <laughs> and each episode is on there. And it's very pretty thanks to, you know, flying and, yeah. I like formatting spreadsheets. Yeah, it's, it's a good spreadsheet. Check it out if you haven't. If, you, if you've been listening and you haven't True. drawn a spreadsheet even once, you owe it to yourself to check it out. It gets better every time. We have a great giraffe. I mean, graph. <laughs> <laughs> so, with that being said, does anybody have any final finishing comments on this season? Thank you to Mango for uh, editing the podcast. And thank you to Subtack for our theme song, Step Up. Thanks for everybody out there who is listening to us ramble on endlessly. Yeah, true. Thank thank you. Wait, people actually listen to this podcast? Yeah. And I'll, to okay. listeners I'm like shocked you. too. <laughs> thank you. Uh, I want to say thanks to all of you guys for uh, you know showing up and doing this and having fun week to week. And it's nice to have sort of a rotation so when people show up who haven't been on for a bit it's like a nice little treat surprise you need to like catch up on whatever's changed over the past couple episodes i know i've been here the whole time but it's cool it's it's a cool format thank you tune for being uh essentially the uh the the show host (laughs) yeah (laughs) and we are renaming this podcast to the tune squad (laughs) (laughs) i think that might be trademarked maybe no, T U N E. The Tune Town. No, the that was definitely <laughs> Tune in front. Okay, okay. Play the <laughs> play the music. Play subtitles. Step up by subtitles. Step up. Mango, our editor. <laughs> Thanks. And goodbye. See, see you next time. We'll be back in the spring, or maybe before then, or maybe after then. Who knows? Good. Survivor boss. Bye. Okay, bye. Close in Borderland? Bye. <laughs> bye bye. Forty points away from each other at each interval. So what happens I... to those clear thirty points between each person division if we replace instances of points with dice rolls? So we turn, you know, reward wins that are attached to immunity challenges into D4s. We turn immunity wins into D6s, advantages into D8s, winning into D100. (laughs) No, well, first of all, we can't just have, you know, just basic dice. I would want to have, it's a D6 plus one or whatever. Okay, sure, 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 sure. (laughs) Should we have some sort of system where, I w- people, where people can roll with advantage or disadvantage? Oh, no, and then this is flying. And this is where we go back. This is where we go back flying yeah. to that one season where you gave D&D stats to everybody. Oh, my so God. Then, so then I forgot about add, that. The, their individual oh modifier. We have to make so a character. Ronnie <laughs> gets a D4 plus 5, and then Nora gets a D4 plus 2 or something. All, the, all of a sudden, we've just come up with a live play D&D podcast. Yes. <laughs> a, a live play Survivor Fantasy <laughs> podcast. Who would have thought that this was how the draft was going to come out? Oh, my gosh. <laughs>